Uh, <laughs> what can I can I not talk about? Um, <laughs> uh, that's the main thing. You know, you can't. It's not all one person thing. Mm -hmm. Did that for years, and I had many anxiety and panic attacks because of it. You don't want to go through that. Welcome to season two of Brawlhalla Origins. This season's lineup is packed with awesome guests from various backgrounds in the Brawlhalla community. Join our VIP list by signing up at season2.brawlhallaorigins.com to get early access to each episode, special clips, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes updates. Today's guest is AJ Moore 2000. He's a streamer and tournament organizer of one of the biggest communities in Brawlhalla, Moose Wars. Right. So how do you feel about going as player green in winner's quarters? Okay. Brawlhalla Origins is presented by Brawl Academy. Brawl Academy's mission is to provide the best educational content for improving at Brawlhalla to support competition long-term by bringing in and leveling up new talent. Learn more at brawlacademy.com. Brawlhalla Origins Season 2 is sponsored by SIB Esports. Go support them and follow what they do over at esportssib.com. Welcome to Brawlhalla Origins, AJ Moore. How's it going, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, dear Travis. How are you doing there tonight, us? Good, 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 good. So the point of the show is to talk to people about their origins in Brawlhalla and get a feel for where you came from, how you got started in the community, how you kind of grew into where you are today. So let's kind of take things way back uh and start with our first usual question how did you find brawlhalla so back in what is it 28 well 2015 realistically um i just played brawlhalla with friends um it was uh just a casual thing i had a friend named big mo live that introduced me into the game uh another content creator back then when i first got into content creation um and i'm like okay pretty cool and then going into 2017 2018 i was a terraria streamer i was doing pretty well with that but i wasn't seeing any real growth and i wanted to grow in a game and build a community build myself in a community that meant something you know mm -hmm. outside of just being a terraria server hoster and then running all that um and i found brawl and i started doing that and that's kind of how it blew up from there so you uh you started streaming brawl originally right so mm -hmm. how did that uh, how did that whole process kind of start for you? Was it just like playing games with viewers? Was did you didn't did you do very much like competitive play or was it just uh, kind of casual games like a casual game to stream? Um, so it was more of a games with viewers thing in the beginning. So this is like 2018. This is before there's a whole lot of main streamers outside of Crocky, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that were in Brawlhalla really streaming it consistently. Um, of course, Crocky was the main guy back then, but I decided to do games with viewers, um, did that for a little bit, and that's kind of how I grew my small community base, and that's how I was able to be, uh, I used to average like roughly 30 to 60 viewers with just content okay. creation, um, but that's what I remember. That, that was Those were the days when Crocky would come in and he would be the main streamer back then, and then I would be, second guy up there and all that so nice nice okay so i think most people know you best from moose wars mm -hmm. and uh the that series of tournaments that you are kind of the main to and you kind of organize mm -hmm. um can you tell me a little bit about how moose wars got started um what was kind of the the origination there like uh what what inspired you to start running these tournaments yeah so when i was a content creator i was doing crew battles for a while right so i was running uh crew battles back then and then crew battles started being done by everyone mm -hmm. um so i was like okay well i need some sort of avenue to kind of keep myself a little bit more unique within um the community but also where i'm not doing the same stuff over and over again it kind of gets boring and redundant um, so I decided to go ahead and say, you know what, let's go ahead and run community events. There's really none in North America. Brawl League and SSL were going crazy in their own regions. Um, but there really wasn't, I mean, Brawl League was in, in NA, but they were more focused on EU than they were NA. 
Um, so I was like, okay, let me try to do some NA community events, see how it would be, just as like a streamer thing, really nothing out there. And uh, from there, I started doing the smaller tournaments on my own on Challenge for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of turned into Maple Series, which is what we did for uh, Challenge and, and all that. And then from there, we turned it into, into Moose Wars on uh, Star GG. Nice. Um... So what's the what's the progression of sort of like of the relationship kind of been like between you and uh, not just the pro community but also kind of like BMG as well? Because um, now I know that uh, Moose Wars is one of the like BCTI tournaments at this point. Like it's kind of a officially sponsored community mm -hmm. tournament by by Brahalla, right? Yeah. So with Brahalla, we me SSL and Bra League are the main three TOs for each region. Mm -hmm. um so we are under bcti but we're on our own level per se um, oh, okay there we have our own individually dealt contracts we're just grouped under tier one just because we're mm -hmm. the top guys out there um so when it came down to my relationship um with the pros and with the community i met a lot of these guys as community members so back in 2019 i had luna in my events uh, back then I right. started knowing him from one of these small streamer events uh, I started knowing him through for Moose Wars and whatever else and a lot of these pros in North America now started in Moose Wars and led up into official so mm. like mm. most top 32 players played in a Moose Wars to improve it was the main source of improvement to them and that was why we decided to continue doing these events so from then I mean I pretty much know is one of the, most of the top 32 players that played in the Moose Wars prior to going into officials. Mm. Um, and then when it comes down to my relationship with Brahalla, I started doing these smaller events. I was funding them myself for like a good year before I didn't want to, I didn't really want to go in the competitive side because I liked the, like the content creator side a lot more. Right. Um, I kind of felt that I was slowing down with content creation in the sense of, I wasn't going to be able to upkeep the content side rather than the, the tournament side. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and go into just writing them competitively for the pro push, but also my community and try to make it like a merge of the two where the community is enjoying themselves as much as the pros are. Mm -hmm. Usually most competitive events is more for like, advertising those pros, giving them storylines. That's good. It's very, that's the main focus a tournament should have. But the community side is the main focus that no one really focuses on. Mm. Kind of what I really pushed on going into Moose Wars. And that's why we've grown so big with that. But um, but yeah, so the, we did that for a bit. Until 2019, uh, BMG reached out to me. Uh, interested in working with me for sponsoring some of my events. This was before BCTI. Oh, so okay. I was the only TO before BCTI. It was only like a week. Uh, <laughs> a week before BCTI was introduced, um, I had my own agreement with BMG, and then BCI was introduced for the other smaller TOs in the scene um, mm -hmm. to basically be like, hey, you know, let's let's go ahead and work something together and see what we can do. Um, but that's kind of how that all worked out. It slowly builds up to me doing some more major events, then prize pools raising and prize pools raising, etc. Gotcha. Can you tell me a little bit more about sort of like your en engagement on the community side? So like you you said that kind of the Mo Moose Wars has kind of been the focus of like kind of building up and engaging sort of like that community. Can you tell me a little bit more about like how that tends to work for you and like what your focus is there and uh, um, what kind of benefits you think uh, that that plays for the overall community itself? Yeah. Um... So I like to call myself the community manager for Moose Wars or the big brother for Brawl. Mm, um, okay. Main reason being is I know most of these players pretty well. Um, they started Moose Wars. I've had conversations with them. I'm going to say most, not all, of course. Um, but when it comes down to these guys, I mean, I know these guys pretty well. We have we joke around DMs. We could portion the time depending on the player. I'll have players come up, sign up, try to sign up late, and say, "Hey, can you have me to a bracket?" And I'll just, we'll just go back and forth as <laughs> like a joke, yeah. Um, right. So, I mean, um, when it comes down to it, I mean, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it can be interesting sometimes for sure. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah. Can you, um, I'm sure you've probably got some pretty interesting memories or stories of uh, things that have happened across like all of the different events that you've yeah. that you've run um if there was like if there was like one specific moose wars event that if you wanted someone in the community who is maybe new to watching competitive brawlhalla or something like that to watch do you have one in mind that you would say hey this is the one that you need to go see um Mm, I mean, some of our major ones would be like Man of War was a huge one for Moose mm -hmm. Wars. I mean, that was um, back in 2022, if I recall, and it, it it was the major event for that year. So I would say for that, yes, um, I, I would actually refer people to more of our newer events rather than our older. Okay. Um, the older ones, I mean, I, I feel that there wasn't enough. Like, and that's why we improved with the newer ones. There wasn't enough quality for it. I'm always um, getting on myself for yeah. qualities and stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, looking at some of the older ones, too, and looking at the players plate, you know, I, I like, usually if there's, like, a new player coming in and they see Luna, they see uh, Meg D, they see Radish, I tell them to look back at their tournament history and watch one of those broadcasts you know, see how they did, you know, mm -hmm. and see how they were able to put that work to go ahead and get to that level. Um, if that's the main idea of someone saying, hey, I want to improve, well, look how the pros were beforehand. So you have an idea of, okay, I need to put this work in and, and how long it takes. It's not like an overnight thing. And a lot of pros yeah. think, okay, it's going to be a three or six month um, endeavor, which depending on the player, it can, but it's very, very rare. Um, right. of course but um most of these players take a lot of time to really build up themselves and consist with their gameplay so mm -hmm. how about um any any notable sets in particular um that Ooh. you would luna versus sandstorm okay um, there was that was the main thing i feel like I don't remember which event it was in, which I know I had it a lot of times, which is why I'm having a rough time remembering it. We had them yeah. so many times in bracket. Um, but I would say when Sandstorm and Boomy were the powerhouses in North America, mm -hmm. uh, and they still are, they're still one of the best teams in the world. Um, but when they got challenged, because remember there was years of Sandstorm and Boomy being crazy in Brawlhalla. There's no challengers to it. Um, and then we see Luna beat Sandstorm and Brack. Mm. I remember seeing that and seeing the chat's reaction or just seeing the community's reaction overall and say, okay, new things are happening. Right. Um, you know, and we're seeing Luna come in, starting to beat Sandstorm. Then we see some other players starting to beat Sandstorm as well. Almost Sandstorm became this gate in Brawlhalla. Say, hey, okay, this is here's good and here's the best right <laughs> you know he kind of became that gate just because of how well known he was for being a pro back then mm -hmm. um and he's still kind of the gate today you know um when we see when bullying boy came up and when they beat sandstorm the community went crazy at least in our community events over it um and bullying boy also beat some other players um, as well, it kind of we had these almost like guardians at different levels of respect the pro hog community kind of gives. Yeah, it's like pro they beat, and I kind of I like it. It's almost like a, a t like almost like a ladder almost, right? So, yeah. But yeah. Okay, that's a really good one. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about the the kind of the production side of Moose Wars, like uh, how that has sort of evolved over time? Um, like how did things? How did things work when things just started, uh, when you first started running tournaments and like, how different is that compared to, to today and sort of how it evolved over time? Yeah. So I used to run, um, broadcast on OBS. A lot of it was made by my designs. So I used to make the, the overlays. I used to uh, do all that. I used to make a little text file on OBS to update. Okay. Here's one, here's two, mm -hmm. and here's three, you know? You would have to do it all manually. There was no transitions into it. There was no other scenes. It was just casters, gameplay, and that was it, right? Um, 
and then we did that for a while um and then i wanted i was improving the obs side a little bit i was really obsessed with how other games were doing their production mm -hmm. so like Brawlhalla, especially back then um looking into power looking into smash seeing how they kind of all do things and they kind of were using a different program than i was using uh for different reasons um so a lot of it was the replay format. I was able to do replays on OBS. There's a couple programs that I used, um, but it wasn't as smooth as it being built into the program. So we mm. were like, okay, we have all these, we're starting to build up tech on OBS. Like I had brackets set up. I had like a program for it. I had a program for clips and replays, um, but I really want to move into something where it's mostly native so that mm. I can expand on it later and just improve the quality. Um, and then we found vMix actually through Brahalla. Brahalla recommended vMix to us, okay. um, along with some of the other TOs that I found Smash, I found Valorant, that's what they were using. So I moved over to it. It was a very bumpy three or four months. Um, <laughs> but after I got over that hurdle, we kind of moved into that. We started getting, um, of course, I would freelance graphics before on OBS and also on vMix. Um, and then it kind of became, okay, I'm freelancing graphics out for people. Um, we brought in Sandwick for a good portion of events this year, mm -hmm. um, just because he had the ability of doing a lot more than I can on my side at the moment. Um, and uh, he's crazy with it. So now we have him doing a live production on vMix and on a different layout too. And kind of built up on there with these different graphic designs with uh, Sandwick doing a lot of our production for Moose Wars this year kind of allowing us to try new ideas, right? Mm -hmm. For example, we were trying to do like an art um, advertisement in Pumpkin Plague. So when we were working at the charity, we also wanted to kind of advertise some of the community artwork that was going around. Uh, I wanted, I saw that in Overwatch. I saw that in a couple other games, especially Overwatch, because that's a big community for art. I wanted to see how we can incorporate that a little bit more and we tried that out during pumpkin plague and it, it allowed basically having a producer and having a graphic designer helps out a lot so i can deal with the the nuisances of people in bracket being a pain <laughs> um you know so i'm kind of the guy that i have i have admins now but they give me whatever major problems happen so i can deal with them just because mm -hmm. i mean there's stuff mm -hmm. that happens i mean a lot of people don't realize what happens in the brackets before a live stream happens. Usually right. it's all quiet for a player, but there's so much that happens. It's it's insane, but but overall, I mean, the quality of our production from OBS to vMix now, a lot of it happens over the past year, year and a half, and that's kind of where it's, why it's the reason today is because of our, our research into it. And then also just because we also have more help to do so. Gotcha. So do you have, uh... Any particular events or any particular story of of an event where uh, something kind of went wrong, but the team was able to just kind of like pull together and save it? And uh, <laughs> what can I can I not talk about? Um, <laughs> uh, that's the main thing. Um, so I had a series of tournaments, and this was a while back. Um, that were most notable, um, where I had a wave of Brawlhalla players come in on alt accounts that were banned players. Oh, um, okay. So when it comes down to Brawlhalla and banned players, for one, they don't allow them, they won't pay them out. So even if I want a banned player to play in my event, it's physically impossible because Brawlhalla won't pay them out gotcha. over whatever circumstance, which, which makes sense. It's a, it's a banned player. Right. Um, a lot of these players decide to make strategy accounts and try to go around my avenues of detection of alt accounts because now I have to have five different layers now. Um, but when we had it, uh, we had a wave of Brawlhalla players come in from a certain community. Um, this was, and we have, we've had a lot of these actually fairly recently, um, but lot, not as a group, but as a player. Mm -hmm. But we had a group of players, about five or 10, who were really good at the game that got, um, were temporarily suspended or that were banned or, and for Moose Wars, I should say as well. And uh, decided to come in and try to mess up the bracket. Um, so we had them in top 32, 
we saw five different players happening and we looked into it more and, and with boost wars we're we ban based off the of hard evidence you know mm. i think that's one thing that moose wars has done very well with is if there's hard proof of it or there's a very high high chance it's going to be a thing we deal with it mm. uh, most communities go off of rumors which get them in trouble um so i usually have to have a a couple sources verify different things of what's going on before i do it and this has to be happening while the bracket's still going on oh, um so i'll have five different situations i'll have five different people look into stuff for me as well or i'll get information from some people to really strengthen what's going on um people playing on different people's uh steam accounts on different start gg accounts mm. um also just saying threats and then going under different accounts and hopping back in the lobby trying to play with the players um we were able to kind of minimize that to top 16 so it happened in top 32 and then i had uh back then two admins um i'm not gonna say the names of them just to make sure that that's all i, I didn't say i was gonna be cool i don't know if they're cool with it sure, um, sure. but i had two admins at the time and uh, we dealt with those five people before top 16, before it even went on to broadcast. Also mm. winter side too. Um, so that's probably the most notable that people have not seen. There's a lot oh. of stuff that happens in bracket. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, a tournament that you would be particularly proud of? Like one where you think like, man, this was a really great event and, and everything kind of went off without a hitch and um without a hitch there's none um, <laughs> when it when it comes down to the best tournaments i would say my blast too um because okay. for moose wars it used to be on me you know and right. it's still a lot on me if i don't and if i'm not there there's no moose wars right um so with the team that i had for pumpkin plague and for um gobble gauntlet uh, for those two events, those are probably my two best. Not because of the numbers, but just because I had a proper team backing me up. Mm. We knew what we were going to do, and uh, we were ready for it. And uh, it kind of showed with the quality of the events, and that's the main thing. Those were the, the main two things that I, I looked at a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, Moose Wars did recently celebrate, like, largest community tournament ever, I believe. Mm -hmm. I think by as far as, like, signups goes. Mm -hmm. um was that uh was that the gobble gauntlet mm -hmm. yeah so we had the original record so the original record had 1100 and that was a okay. moose wars event but it was when brahalla advertised it was moose wars 19 and okay. brahalla advertised it as a forty thousand dollar event in game oh uh it was not meant to be that it wasn't meant to be advertised like that this is you also have to keep in mind the in-game advertisement stuff is all manually done so right. for BCTI, all these people are like, hey, okay, well, why can't we not submit it earlier? It's because it takes six weeks to get into the game because you have to consider mm. PCs. You got to consider Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, mobile as well all, now. All, all, that data, um, all that data comes in as part of like an actual game patch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a lot of work for them, which is why they kind of have it. Like personally, I have a rough time with it just because I'm so used to scheduling earlier on. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure she can back, back that up, um, but um, but yeah, it's because it's 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 in its own uh, patch as well. Mm -hmm. So, gotcha. And then, tell me a little bit about. Uh, you mentioned that you've got like a good team kind of backing Moose Wars now. What's what's it like, kind of wrangling people, like as far as like as like the head to or the sort of like the manager for moose wars um i kind of went into management for moose wars with no background hmm. you know i mean i was just a to i didn't know how to lead things you know i i, I went into toing brahalla to gain skill sets that i did not have hmm. um and a lot of that came from moose wars and that's how i'm the person i am today and and when it came down to managing people, I was really bad at it. And that, it's probably one of my worst skill sets. Mm. Um, and I'm sure um, different people will say that. That and organization are two of the roughest things for me. But you think, gotcha. okay, well, he's running an organization. Yeah, but I'm not very good at or organizing stuff, right? <laughs> um, so 
a lot of it is um i'm improving on a lot that's my main thing going into 2024 i want to kind of get more management stuff done um but when it came down to my team i mean my guys are mostly comprised of volunteers hmm. you know um i love to pay them i wish i had the budget to um but just physically impossible right now True. um so my guys came in a lot of them actually came from when i used to stream you know i have mm. some moderators i met some really good people and they stuck around and dealt with me you know and they helped me create the thing of what moose wars is and i and i always say this and i said to my my guys that were at bcx we had a giant group photo together um for the people that could be in the photo and i'm like look moose wars is the reason you guys are the reason why moose wars is the thing i did mm. some but you guys backed me up where i needed you guys the most and that's right. what we built moose wars you know and i have had probably we have a, a staff server in the discord and i've probably had if for the people that are currently still in the server about we have about 38 people in that discord mostly comprising of commentators you know mm. but we've had about five star gg admins before we've had a variety of different graphic designers um twitch mods um etc and and i mean these guys are i love working with them i always will and hopefully i can make it set up properly more well enough going in 2024 that it's set up where um we're able to get more sponsorships so these guys can pay because a lot of these positions man especially like commentary i think is the only like guarantee position outside graphic designers and producing those are the main three that we pay mm -hmm. um but it, it tears me up that i can't you know compensate these guys in other ways um so usually with my guys as well is i know they're not you know they're not they don't have to be here you know right. they're not getting paid to be here they're um my main thing was um, and I, i've done it a lot in the past too is kind of try to figure out what that person is trying to improve on you mm -hmm. know what's the goal you know do they have a goal if they have a goal of okay i want to meet more players or i want to go ahead and i want to work on this 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 and this i'll try to help them out with that while they're helping me source as well because there's i have to repay them somehow mm -hmm. you know there's there's groups that um i've worked with before that are like hey working with moose wars is the best thing and i'm like no that's neat. that yeah but i don't i don't like to view it like that sure um i feel like compensating them in a way where they can improve themselves from being in moose wars is the main you know i i don't i don't like going off a of cloud i don't like using people I, that's my worst right. fear in life is to use people for my own advantage in general it's it's that's, i never want to do that you know right. I, this is my worst fear for it and i don't want my guys getting screwed over and, and usually if i see something going on with them and i see they're in trouble i'll, I'll message them too and like hey what's going on are you all right how can i help you and stuff mm -hmm. like that too so um i kind of think that's why they stuck around a little bit you know yeah um but uh i definitely i i definitely love my guys to death and i wouldn't be here without them and i appreciate them 100 percent. that's awesome um for the people that might be interested in kind of hosting or organizing their own events um do you have any like sort of like words of wisdom or uh suggestions or recommendations you can give to people that are just getting started research star gg to death um the main thing is star gg is the hardest thing to learn for tling mm. um you will not run a good event in the first few don't go all out for your first couple try it out see how it works with a few people do some stream events you know on star gg that's what i would recommend do not get into a tournament full outright in the beginning it is so hard to use star gg it took me a month to learn three events where i messed up completely um when i was on challenge moving over star gg it took me five events to be able to use it properly and wow. we actually stayed on challenge for six months because i was scared of using that website i had no option to but go to star gg right. um so when it comes down to it look into all the settings it's going to be a pain in the butt but once you understand it then you'll be able to run events a lot better and, and get some help too you know you can't it's not all one person thing mm -hmm. I did that for years and i had many anxiety and panic attacks because of it you don't want to go through that so. that's 
good recommendations. <laughs> yeah. So you are also uh, pretty well known for doing a lot of the casting for your own events. Yeah. Because um, I guess in the in, in the beginning when it was kind of like all solo, it was a necessity. Mm -hmm. um, and then now, uh, now that you kind of bring casters on board, um, what is kind of had you sort of sticking around and doing casting yourself still is that just kind of like a uh, desire uh, to be part of moose wars in that way still or i feel like the community wants me for different parts you sure. know um just kind of how photo was with official brahala stuff they kind of wanted him top four a lot of my guys want to kind of see me on there i chose mm -hmm. the top players all have players messaging me saying hey i want you to cast my set Love upcoming okay. players now want me to, and I love it. You know, I, I want to, if that's a goal that they would like to have, I would like to provide that to them if they're getting those placements. Gotcha. Um, so in different instances, I will cast those sets if I can. Um, I primarily cast top four. I have some amazing casters. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the main reasons why I'm casting so much though is because of the fact that I'll have casters and a lot of them will back out even with backups. That's just uh, a, a caster thing. So with me, I'm a little bit more unique with Moose Wars is I can put myself in those missing blocks to fill in, okay. um, which is why we're able to have a set of casters consistent. Um, but when we have casters, there's three blocks. Each of them are four to six sets. Uh, it's a lot of work, you know, mm. or it's some of the blocks might become two. We might have two blocks instead. Um, so we might have six and we might have eight. So having these guys go through this, it's rough. Mm -hmm. um, but I would rather, I, I, but that's the main reason why I cast though. You know, I, I cast my events for those players that want me to cast. I enjoy casting. If I had, if I had the time to put in a lot of effort into casting, I would love to go ahead and cast for Brawlhalla one day. Mm -hmm. um, I just gotta figure out a way where I can have the ability to do that um, as well. And and I don't know, I, I, I like the idea. I really wanna get into it. It's really difficult between TOing and my personal life anyways, because yeah. I'm working 40 plus hours a week now and then I'm almost TOing 20 or 30 hours a week right. working on my events. It's 70 hours and I can barely sleep anymore. Uh, right. So, um, that's kind of why I haven't fully pushed into it, but I don't know. I think the community just likes it. Um, okay. I do not view myself as a proper caster though. Oh, okay. Um, really? As well. I don't think, and this is gonna sound weird, but after researching and talking to people, I don't think any Brawlhalla caster is a proper caster. I think they're a good in the industry in Brawlhalla, um, outside of the main stage. Main stage, they do bring some good people in. Oh, okay. Um, I think a lot of it is casters, including myself, we have a rough time with play-by-play. -play. Mm. So when you're in the middle of the game, you're having a rough time articulating what's actually going on in an easy to understand way for the viewer. Mm, okay. um, so when you look back, back at some of the, the commentary, they bring up different things, but then they'll go off on left field. And talk uh, about something completely else and what's going on in the game, which is good to do if it's going to be for a bit, you know, true. to a degree. Um, but I, a lot of people either are really good by play by play and have a rough time with like articulating what they need to say during intermissions or complete opposite. So it's, mm. um, we're, my guys are starting to improve on it a little bit more too. I'm working with them a little bit to kind of understand what's going on. I'll especially be doing it in 2024 when I have like a list of, I'll be going through each of the VODs and kind of seeing how each caster is done. Because mm. usually I'll give feedback based on the day of, which is okay. I would like, if the casters want to approve and they genuinely want it, I'll go through all the, re the video and I'll and I'll review it and give them my point of view, even though it's not the, the best thing, you know, that they sure. could be doing. If they want it, I'll provide it to them. So. Gotcha. So I guess then like, it, it feels like then if you had to pick between TOing and casting, you would be certainly leaning more on the TOing side. Yeah, um, just because of my background in it. If I started with casting, I think I stayed with casting. Um, if mm. I didn't have the TOing background that I did, for one, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Sure. Um, so I, I would never want to go to casting if I'm just TOing. 
um i can't do both you know right so if i if i have problems with teal let's just say it's a time thing True. then i would go into casting and i would love to do it and i, I they still want me to cast for something like that for hall does i'll cast for them i'll practice i'll write notes for two weeks if they need me to yeah, yeah. um just with notice hopefully right <laughs> that's the main <laughs> thing with with stuff like that it's it's either hey you're available now are you ready or right hey, okay well you know so yeah. that's kind of how i i, you know, I want to make sure if if i can if they if someone wants me to cast for them i don't mind doing it mm -hmm. um and the community wants it to a degree i'll definitely do it for them. you know do it for the, the three people that want it you know so nice you mentioned uh working a full 40 in addition to like all the toing stuff you do um what is kind of your background outside of brahalla outside of what i'm sorry outside of brahalla um so my background outside of brahalla right now is when i i was in college for cybersecurity for a bit okay um but then it just wasn't clicking you know mm. I, i'm good at managing people in cybersecurity, but i'm really bad at coding uh gotcha. so um, that was kind of the thing. I'm like, okay, let me kind of stray away from it. Um, and originally I decided to take a break just so that I could focus on figuring out what I want to do. Cause when I went mm. to college, I didn't really know what I wanted, you know? Yeah. Um, so now cause I was figuring that out, um, I work just regular, you know, I work at a, a, a fast food chain right now. Okay. Um, so that's my 40 hours. I don't recommend them to anyone. By the way, <laughs> if you can go to college and if you can focus on your personal lives first before you go into what I did, which was focus on TLing in the meantime, it's not great. So, mm, but that's where a lot of my focus went was TLing and improving my skill sets there because I was improving more there than I was in college mm. at the time. Um, so I went into TLing to gain skill sets, learn different things. I learned a lot, you know, but hopefully one day it'll transfer into my personal. We'll see. Gotcha. Gotcha. You, uh, you've kind of developed uh, a pretty close relationship with a lot of the, the players, especially sort of the more recent up and coming players. I think the ones that very much kind of came up in community tournaments like Moose Wars. Um, what, what has kind of that been like sort of like seeing these players come through your events and then go on to win their own tournaments and like majors and, and things like that? Um, I feel like the number one thing when it comes down to me TLing, the number one goal I had was to make as many positive impacts as possible on people, um, and provide them high quality events and so they can improve. And when I see all these new upcoming players coming in, you know, I mean, I can name a couple on top of my head, Balloon Boy, Berserker, Mowgli mm -hmm. and stuff like that come in, um, hybrid, etc and see them improve because of a Moose Wars event or improve because they put the work in and they showed it in my events. Uh, I don't know, it, it hits somewhere hard, you know, all with same thing with all the other players too. Um, I'm very hard to, when I, I see two different players and, player, and casters ask me to give an opinion, I really can't. Because all these people came in through different Moose Wars events or, mm -hmm. um, it, it kind of hits me in a different part, you know. I, I I love these players to death. I mean, I I know a lot of these players too before they get their placements as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the only player recently that I have not was Balloon. Balloon Boy was doing good outside of that, but I knew him as their bread mafia. Like what I'll usually do is I'll if I see an upcoming player, I'll try to get to know them and see how they are and, and have a conversation with them to at least right. Um, one person didn't do that was fakey because I couldn't find his discord, but, um, <laughs> but no, when it comes down to balloon, I met him through bread mafia. When it came down to, into hybrid and, and them, it was also through different communities as well. And, um, I don't know. I, I'm glad to see them going crazy. I, I honestly feel that balloon boy and, um, hideaway went to BCX this year. It'd been a completely different game. Yeah. Um, but Balloon Boy didn't want to, wasn't able to go. Same thing with Hideaway. So I think North America's got some good people that could show work going into next BCX if they go and they're consistent and they keep up their placements. Right. Um, but we're starting to see, this is off season. You know, none of the pros are practicing. So the new guys are coming in. 
-hmm. this is where pros are made it's the off season you know, if they have that dedication they'll go in the off season go crazy and then go mm -hmm. into majors and go crazy next year so i i i don't know i mean i love south america i love eu but i mean i'm an na lad overall right you know? and and i love all the and i love the EU guys i love the south american guys as well you know I, I love them to bits and they are crazy i love engaging with them um especially used after bcx that was fun um right. but um but yeah, I, I like engaging with these these players and seeing them place and it makes me happy seeing a new player get a new high placement and then go in a group chat with their friends and say, I just got top eight. I just got I just won an event. Um, and I've been in many calls. The first call that I remember being in when a pro got did very, very well was Stingray in 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, when he got his second place, being in that group call meant the world to me because um, it kind of let me realize this is this makes a huge impact on them as players and right. and it is just a positive impact to me. So I'm, I'm gonna stop rambling, but I, I love the players at that. <laughs> I always will, you know, and I, I'm very happy to see them succeed. And if they want help, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. No, I I I, I agree with you. That's kind of. That's kind of what it's all about, right? Is yeah. the the whole point of running these events is giving these these players an opportunity to grow and improve. So, no, that's awesome. Um, Moose Wars does uh, has done some collaborations with other um, sort of like we'll say like organizations, particularly like Insig and, and things like that, right? Um, is that something that we can look forward to more of? Uh, kind of going forward in the future like 2024 any um, any obviously you can't leak anything but uh any any sort of like major plans there as far as like big collaborations or not not on top of my head no the main reason why we worked with other organizations to begin with was a brawl thing mm, was okay. a, a, a moose horse thing um i have a rough time working with other TOs primarily because I've done it in the past, like early, early on. Sure. Um, and I used to have to carry, it's almost like a group project oh. you know, where we do something together and they'll want the brand involved, but they don't want to put the work in mm, gotcha. um, or they don't want to put it at the level that I am because I know how I am too, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I, I just have a rough time. You know, I, I'm, I'm not going to run an entire event that someone else is also representing and they're not putting that work in. Gotcha. Uh, I just have a rough time with it. Um, but if it's like, it depends on the situation. You know, it's a very case by case thing. I would love to work with a South American group next year mm -hmm. to provide Moose Wars to NA and the South America. Um, I would love, my main goal for next year is I want to do an NA EU in South America event. Mm -hmm. I would okay. love to do that. I don't <laughs> think it's, possible next year i'm gonna try hard i want to provide events for all three regions in one event if i could do that it'd be fantastic um mm, okay but uh maybe work with the south american group if i was going to do eu i'd probably do it myself um like one day i would love the i i've seen ssl and i my main goal is if they want to i would love to work with them for an event next year um gotcha. to make it na eu and south america event so that it could go to all regions it has some sort of translation into portuguese spanish etc um for the south american community so they can also enjoy a na events in their own native language because it's all in english you know most uh. of the south american players cannot understand english so when you're having these guys come in it's it's rough for them so i would like to mm -hmm. have that easy to access understandability through SSL one day, but I don't know, SSL is the main, one of my main mentor groups. You know, when I first oh, okay. started in Brawlhalla, they were the guys that helped me improve myself on broadcast. And I, I will always appreciate them for it no matter what they say, so. Gotcha. That's awesome. Okay. Um, for uh, you've worked with a lot of casters as well, kind of coming through community events and stuff as they're mm -hmm. like trying to sort of like work their way up 
into either improving and and getting better at casting overall or going on to maybe bigger events like mm-hmm. Brahalla Majors and such. Do you uh, have any sort of like recommendations uh, as a TO who's like regularly pulling in new talent, like recommendations for like talent that wants to get started? Yeah, so the main thing is if you're a caster, I need to reference something. So a lot of times when casters will come to me, they'll be like, hey, can I cast? And I'm like, do you have anything I can reference? They're like, no. I'm like, I can't refer you to my Moose Wars casting because if I don't know how you're going to cast, because what I look for in Moose Wars is I look for the style you cast and how well you do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like to do play-by-play, that's your main focus. I need to see some reference for it. Um, so make it, even if it's a video, most casters and other scenes, they'll make a reel of their overall casting and highlights of it. But if you can't do that, at least give me a recording that I can reference so that I could say, hey, this, I would be interested in bringing you in for this. Um, outside of that, I mean, focus on play-by-play, focus on uh, making sure you're very good there because we can grow you in those other uh, avenues too, just from you being in the Moose Wars event. So if you have a rough time with um, the intermissions, then I can see what I can do with that because that's where I, I strive at. No, so it's just if you're trying to get into boost force casting, those are the main two. If you're trying to get casting in general, a lot of TOs don't know what to look for yet in Brahalla. Mm. You know, so try to improve, look at other scenes, see, especially other fighting games primarily, um, as well, and kind of understand the pace it goes into, and then you can look into Valorant and stuff like that and be like, okay, what are they doing? Like focus on a caster. You know, focus right. on one caster, see how they're doing things, how they're interacting with the other casters, how they're doing their things, learn it from them, you know? Right. And if you're not willing to do that, then you're not as dedicated to become a caster in any event. So. Gotcha. <clears throat> well, we're getting pretty close to uh, the end of our time together. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have uh, any other sort of like thoughts uh, or anything that you would like to say, sort of like if you if you were to just take this as a platform to communicate something to the wider community and maybe people who might not be familiar with Moose Wars, um, anything in particular that you would like to say to, to people? Yeah, I mean, I will do events as long as I possibly can for the community, as long as they want them. That is my main goal. Um, and as long as you guys like them and I'm physically able to do them, then I'll do them, you know? Um, but I feel right now, Brawlhalla is very much toxic in the scene. You know, Mm. I, I don't, I want to go into 2024. I want to see the community going positive. And I think we are, we're going into that route compared to what it used to be. Um, and I want to see the community get a lot more positive and in, engaging with each other in a positive route. I don't want to keep on seeing screenshots every day mm. um, from people saying to me, it's like, hey, can you ban this person? I'm also not a BMG staff worker. Can we get that <laughs> out of the way? Please. I don't work for BMG. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. It's my one of my life goals if I could. But hey, I mean, um, but no, I am not a staff member for BMG at the moment. Um, but yeah, so everyone, hopefully, as long as people like the events, I'll continue doing them. And I can't wait for 2024 because I feel like that might be a really, really good year for us. And I, I cannot wait to see what happens. I mean, we got SpongeBob this year. I mean, right? you know, that was crazy. I, I'm, I'm very happy with that. I never expected that. People apparently did. I don't know how. Um, it's going to be a crazy 2024. Get ready for it. Practice in the off season so that you can go crazy in majors. I can't wait to see you. That's my final thoughts there. Awesome. I'm going to have to ask you real quick because mm-hmm. you reminded me just now. <laughs> How? Where? Where did the 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 live bleeping come from? And and how did you decide to start doing that? Um. Because well, that's that's been very very much a mainstay as uh, of the the Moose Wars experience, I think. If uh, if people have listened to you cast, yeah, and then I get yelled at it for it all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so 
when it comes down to bleeping, you know, I was having a really rough time back then because I wasn't a, like, I wasn't as good as I was back then at casting and I was sure. having a really rough time emphasizing things with my wording because I, mm. I could barely speak back then. So back then I was like, okay, well then how do I emphasize different things that are happening when I'm talking? And a sensor button was how I was going about it. So oh, okay. I'll usually be like, hey, I mean, if I'm seeing something like a pro go crazy, you know, I'll make a bit, I'll try to make it as best of a bit that I can and say, oh my gosh, this guy's going crazy. No, but of course not have something in between crazy and the other word and have a beep involved with it. Because mm. that it emphasizes that moment for the player and it gets a good clip out of it. Um, gotcha. But it, it started when I was a content creator. Um, and then I brought it into TOing and then uh, I got yelled at it for TOing. Uh, so <laughs> I have to kind of keep it on the down low, but um, I don't know. I feel like it brings a funny emphasis on different things. But I also gotcha. got to remember the age group of the average Brawlhalla player. Right. So, but but right. no, it's for the, a lot of the older guys. It, it makes it, it's a lot of fun, you know, and uh, um, hopefully uh, I can find something else that's similar to that. It doesn't get me yelled at. I'll still work <laughs> for the age group in the future. We'll see what happens. That should be fun. Oh, man. Uh, it's a good time, though. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. Um, you yeah, will, you were fun. you were easily one of the most requested guests for this season. Oh. So I am I'm happy hey. that we were able to deliver a, a, a well-requested guest. So thank hey. you very much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. Whoever requested it, I love you to death. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Have a good one, dude. All right, see you later, boss. Have a good rest of the night. See you, see ya. Thanks for watching this episode of Brawlhalla Origins. We'll be back next week with another episode. Join our VIP list by signing up at season2.brawlhallaorigins.com to get early access to each episode, special clips, giveaways, and behind-the-scenes updates. See you next week.